Hey, y'all. August 11th, I'm going to be at Lake Charles, Louisiana at the Grand Event Center. August 26th, I'll be in Rancho Mirage, California. Agua Caliente Resort Casino. It's in Palm Springs. Let's go. Sweat and LOL. October 6th, I'll be in Moncton, New Brunswick at the Capitol Theater. October 7th, St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Imperial Theater. How regal. October 8th, I'll be in Waterville, Maine, Waterville Opera House. I'm going to be so pregnant. October 13th, I'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania at the Warner Theater. October 14th, Washington, Pennsylvania, Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Come catch me at my last show before I die in childbirth. Bap, 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 bap. Shalom. Greg Fitzsimmons is here, legendary comedian. Before we get to my hang with Greg, where we talked about Nazis and porn and aliens, I'm going to bap on about some topical stuff. Because remember, I, I said we're going to start transitioning this podcast away from guests only. We're transitioning the podcast, which basically means now Bud Light is our new sponsor. <laughs> we're going to do more current event stuff, unless me droning on about ancestral trauma, because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I finally had some time after this year of making the roasts. I did roast Bert Kreischer and me on OnlyFans TV. I have a special I'm working on, um, but I'm back up and running, and I have some hot takes for some news stories. Okay, should we talk about Lizzo real quick? Is this, this is gonna get me in so much trouble? <laughs> I just am saying everyone's talking about Lizzo being sued. I'm not gonna pick sides on this thing. I wasn't there. Okay, I have hung out with musicians before. And I am shocked that lawyers don't just use one of those tennis ball machines and wait outside singers' houses to just spit lawsuits at them all day. <laughs> <laughs> like the music business makes comedy look like Amish night at Color Me Mine. <laughs> like in comedy, eating bananas out of strippers, hoo-hahs is like a run-of-the-mill live podcast. So like I'm maybe not the person that you should ask about what's appropriate, but this next crop of 20-year-olds is different. Like, they have self-esteem. They have confidence. I, I I was not like this at 22, okay? Like, these backup dancers spent the past five years with their phone screensaver being the quote, if you don't build your dream, you'll spend your life building someone else's. A quote Lizzo probably posted. Like, I, I don't know, Lizzo, maybe you should have thought twice before <laughs> making triumphant anthems, telling girls that they could be whatever they wanted and deserve respect and are all queens. I don't know. It's also tricky. It's like Lizzo. I don't know how she doesn't know this yet, but you you don't get to be friends with the people you pay. Okay, I I learned this lesson a long time ago, <laughs> and I've had to relearn it over and over. And I can't wait to learn it again when my house is full of lactation consultants because I can't breastfeed because my boobs are all clogged up with Roundup and silicone. You just it's weird how when you work with someone, you hire someone. You, part of why you hire them is you like them. You start thinking you're pals. You hang out. They're not your friend. They, they hate you. <laughs> Anyone that works for you hates you. You're like, want to stay for dinner? And they're like, sure. And you're like, oh, my God, look at us being friends. No. They're like, oh, God, do I have to stay at this lonely lady's house for dinner? Like, how sad is this? <laughs> it's like one time I had a tour manager who was with me when my dad died. And I was a mess, right? I'm, like, inconsolable. And she was, like, watching me fall apart. And she's like, do you want me to, like, stay here tonight and sleep over? And I was like... That would be so great. Thank you. Like, I felt so held and loved. <laughs> Two weeks later, I got an invoice for the hours, which is fine. It was just a wake-up call. <laughs> like, oh, this was just her opportunity to get some overtime. I'm dumb. <laughs> You're not friends with your employees. It's never happened. And the stripper doesn't have a crush on you. 
Same, same. I feel kind of bad for, I don't know. I don't know, Lizzo. Maybe she's a monster, but I'm sure you thought you were being like a fun boss. You know, like, I'm not like other bosses. I'm a fun boss. Like, Lizzo was like, I'm giving my dancers the most fun night out. We're going to Amsterdam. I'll buy the tickets. We'll order tequila. I'll celebrate them. I'm sure that that's what she genuinely thought she was doing. But they don't have anything to celebrate. They stand behind Lizzo while you twerk on stage. They're, it's not fun for them to watch you spend $800 on a bottle of tequila. They're like, can I get that? Can we split that cash up? Like, nobody without money wants to watch you be rich. It's not fun for them to watch you throw thousands of dollars at a stripper when you're paying them half that for a month of touring. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to watch a rich person celebrate. They want to go back to their hotel room and work on their Squarespace and make TikToks so they can build their own fame, so they can stop having to dance behind you <laughs> at shows. Like, they want to be you. They don't want to be your friend in the background of your IG story. Like, no one wants that, you know? But here's where it gets wild. They're seeking damages. <laughs> <laughs> damages. You're damaged from going to a strip club in Amsterdam? You know who's damaged? The stripper in Amsterdam who saw Lizzo with six grumpy, ungrateful dancers walk in when the strippers on stage were probably way more qualified to be Lizzo's dancers. Imagine being the dancers in Amsterdam reading this story online and being like, they're traumatized? I had to put a banana in my birth canal for 40 euros and the girl wouldn't even eat it. You know how embarrassing that was? Like, even if we can all agree that this was inappropriate behavior, is it trauma? Trauma? Maybe it's trauma. I don't know. It's just they were in Amsterdam when the trauma occurred. You realize on the way home from the strip club where they felt they endured emotional trauma, they drove by the Anne Frank house. <laughs> right? <laughs> still, still, still trauma? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who side I'm on. I mean, I guess I guess I just wouldn't be crazy surprised if my boss, who called herself a queen and wanted to marry herself, acted like that. <laughs> like, have, have you heard your boss's music? Like, I feel like the reason they loved her so much is because she's like, I'm royalty. I'm a queen. I don't need anyone. I'm that bitch. And then she behaved exactly like that. And everyone's like, what? You're exactly who you said you were in your music? Toxic. I don't know. I thought they were all about authenticity now. Like, if that's who you are, just be who you are. I'm lost. <sighs> you can't You can't work for Lizzo and be shocked when she's like, does what she wants. That's like showing up to work at Chick-fil-A and being like, but I hate chicken. <laughs> or showing up to work at the White House and being like, but I hate random cocaine lying around. <laughs> it's not what I signed up for. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe this is the right thing to do. Maybe Lizzo's a monster. This has to happen. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, when we did the OnlyFans TV roast, remember, I took my entire writing staff to Crazy Girl Strip Club. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I just have a lot riding on this court decision. <laughs> it was mandatory, by the way. I was, it's a bikini bar, though. <laughs> your paychecks are in a G-string at the strip club. <laughs> you have to get them with your mouth. Yes. It, that was a no nudity. That wasn't like an Amsterdam, like you're, you know, giving girls gynecological exams, you know, but anyway, I really, I really hope that, you know, Lizzo and I come out on the right side. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> but there were other allegations that were even worse. It wasn't just that. Um, 
there, uh, the dance captain, uh, tried to convert the girls to Christianity, which it does seem batshit crazy. <laughs> she's choreographing the girls to twerk to Lizzo's songs, shaking their camel toes. And she's like, but after this next dance, I want to talk to you about the Lord. Like, at least try for Scientology or a cult that promises professional success in Hollywood. I mean, I don't know. Oh, okay. She locked them in a room. She locked an employee in a room because the employee was recording their conversation. This is like some Amber Heard, Johnny Depp level kink I, here well you know that if you're recording someone's conversation first of all if you're recording recording someone's conversation get out it's like if you're checking your man's phone get out you like you'll it's over it's oh leave what like, do you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna go record lizzo just like leave to, i don't know but you know that recording someone's conversation without their consent is illegal in california so the dancer did technically commit a crime before lizzo locked her in a room also you can't lock someone in a room. It's not a feature. There's no lock from the outside of a room normally. That's illegal too. That's but that's not a thing. <laughs> they don't make those. Like when the Chris Hardwick thing happened, the girl was like, he locked me in a hotel room. Or like everyone was like, oh, you poor thing. It's like, none of that. Has anyone been to a hotel? There's not a lock on the outside. This isn't like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where they throw someone in the cartoon jail and like <laughs> do the big thing and lock it. That's not a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I obviously, I don't know enough to weigh in, but if I may, <laughs> like, I'm just saying when I was, I hate to be this person. It's like when I was 22, but when I was 22 years old in a shitty job, I would have died to be treated how Lizzo's <laughs> was treating her dancers. My first job, I was an assistant. I had to lie to my boss's husband when she was cheating on him. It was a cosmetics business. And I also had to lie to the billing companies uh, that didn't get the bill and write checks that had the date wrong so that they couldn't cash them. I committed many crimes for $12 an hour. <laughs> and that one was probably the best boss I've ever had. <laughs> I still think of her as a mother figure. <laughs> My first boss in LA, who I opened for on the road, comedian, he made me pick up his kids from school for free on weekdays. Not at all the job of an opening comedian. And I didn't realize for years that that wasn't normal. Also, why did a school let a stranger pick up kids who weren't hers? That's another. <laughs> I just realized that's sketchy, too. My first writer's room job, they'd play porn in the office. We'd spend hours watching people have sex through a pizza box. <laughs> that's all I really remember. I've seen every episode of Bang Bus, but... The check cleared. So <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe that was traumatic. Maybe I should be mad about that. Maybe I'm broken. I don't know. When I started writing on late night shows, it I saw wild, wild shit, dude. There was um one day I walked in and I there was a target on the wall of my face that they'd throw darts at that I found one day. But I did what I had to do to solve the problem. Okay. I stopped going through my coworkers' drawers. <laughs> that showed them. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to go to Greg Fitzsimmons in a second. I want to talk about one more thing. I feel like we solved Lizzo. Um, I want to talk about Sound of Freedom. Did you go see it? I've not had time to go see it. I want to see it, though. Ah, you, your QAnons are going to get you. Why does everyone think it's a QAnon movie? I have a theory about this. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sound of Freedom, massive movie. Uh, I'm sure the movie's great. I don't know. 
I hope it makes an impact. I hope it changes things. I hope it stops sex trafficking. Um, the statement is basically to stop the abuse of children by making children act in Hollywood movies. <laughs> you, you guys. Gotta, you got to crack a few eggs. You guys. <laughs> yeah, children act in a creepy business in a movie where they have to pretend to be sex trafficked. Put me in a cage with the parents of the kids who let their children star in this movie. I'm sure the movie's lovely. I really hope that it changes things. But we know putting kids into child acting is horrible for them. And if Mickey Mouse Club messed kids up, imagine what the kids acting like they were being sex trafficked in a movie is going to do to them. Jesus Christ, Betty Ford, just build a new wing at your Malibu facility. Oh, I hope the movie is makes an impact, okay? But Jesus, those child actors in Sound of Freedom. I'm like, why? They're going to grow up and be people who like have to move through the world and strangers are going to be like, you look so familiar. How do I know you? They're going to be like, uh, I was in a movie where I played a child who was sex trafficked. And the person's going to be like, that's right. You were so believable at being a terrified child. They're going to be like, thanks. It was method acting because I was on a Hollywood movie set. <laughs> and then they'll just go back to doing crack in an alley. How do you even cast this movie? I, the irony of casting a sex trafficking film is before you shoot it, you have to call a bunch of kids into a hallway against their will, make them stand in front of a bunch of adults and try to convince them that other people would pay money to stare at them for two hours in a movie. How are they even getting picked? Uh, yeah, she looks like she'd be good bait. <laughs> she looks like a pedophile's dream. You're hired, kid. Like, yuck, dude. Like, they're looking at the child actors like, I think we can all agree this five-year-old is perfect. She's she's attractive, yet she looks like her parents wouldn't watch her too carefully at the mall. She looks like she can run, but not too fast. How, how are we picking these kids? I just, making a kid audition in Hollywood is almost as traumatic as being sex trafficked at this point. I'm sorry. Can we just get CGI children to be in movies? Uh, did you see The Life of Pi? I did. The tiger was animated. Did you walk out? I thought the boy was animated, too. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just done both. They just animate kids in movies. We don't need to be using actual human children in <laughs> movies. There's got to be a way to do this without using child actors, dude. Natalia Grace, do you know this? She's the dwarf that this family adopted thinking that it was a child from Ukraine and it ended up being a full-grown midget <laughs> and she tried to kill them. <laughs> I worked on that movie, Orphan. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, was the, I was in post-production on that movie. Wait, wait, a scripted movie about it? Yeah, Joel Silver produced it. Wait, did they use a child to play the midget? They used They'll do anything they to use a child actor in Hollywood. <laughs> well, they used an actress that had similar a similar condition. Okay. And was very believable. It was a it was a hit. That movie was a hit. Orphan. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, it's called Orphan. I think they made a couple of sequels, but the first one did But really is well. this really the one that's based but didn't is this based on the true story? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, whoa. I thought this happened like 2 years ago. No, this well this movie came out in 2009. Oh. 2010. And uh, I thought the story was more recent. It was like a, I think it was like a late, late 90s. When it comes to news, I'm really coming up short. 
Sorry. Some of your pages are still loading from. <laughs> I'm rebuffering stream. Okay. <laughs> I have SBC Global. I'm late. But yeah, she's the one that tried to kill the family who adopted her. I think they should just use her in every Hollywood movie because she'll be able to defend herself on set. <laughs> she can play every child from now on. I wouldn't feel gross watching her, you know? She would be perfect to pretend to be trafficked in a major motion picture. I don't know. I just, I've not seen one memoir of a kid who was sex trafficked, but there are many by former child actors and doesn't seem like things are going great for them. Uh, why do people think it's QAnon? Um, I think it's because it stars Jim Caviezel. He's Pasha the Christ guy. He's homies with Mel Gibson. They're like just Hollywood outcasts. Like Hollywood just... It's on some, like, you can't sit with us shit. But the other sort of conspiracy theory about it is that Disney dropped it. But there was a big merger with Fox. So a lot of people got fired. They dropped a lot of stuff. It is weird that Disney dropped it, for sure. I don't think that Disney's like, we want to traffic kids, so we're dropping this movie. It's like, it's weird that they were ever doing it in the first place. You know, I don't know why Disney was doing a sex trafficking movie. They do the movie Cars. Maybe they got confused and just thought it was about traffic. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. Maybe that's weird. I think that's when people are like, no one would pick it up. But I don't know. It made $85 million. And here's what I'm going to say. If the makers of this movie keep this money, that is the grossest thing I've ever heard. So now you're exploiting sex trafficking victims to make a movie about it to then get rich off of. Like, that money has to go to, like, a trust for the kids who played the victims in the movie, maybe, when they realized at 14 they were cast because they had the look of a ch child <laughs> a child trafficker would, would pick to traffic in Thailand or something. Like, they better be using the money to give every child in Thailand mace or whatever the solution is to stop this. Like, I'm watching these producers like a hawk, okay? Okay? If this is just another movie that makes producers rich so that they can date 18-year-olds and have parties on yachts... In international waters, why I oughta, dude. <laughs> why I oughta. I'm watching you, man. Can you imagine getting rich off of like Sound of Freedom? Like you mm -hmm. kept the money? They made more money simulating sex trafficking than the sex traffickers <laughs> make doing <laughs> it for real. <laughs> That's where it gets dicey. <laughs> The profits you made do not get to be made off the back of children in movies who had to play sex trafficking victims. The only reason why you could market it so broadly is because you didn't actually do it. You just pretended to do it. Oh, all right. I'm going to go puke my head off. Time for Greg Fitzsimmons. We talk about Nazis, aliens, fart porn. Have fun. Enjoy. Bye. Shalom, Shabbat, Lahayam. Do you know I just found out I'm half Jewish? Congratulations. What does this mean for me? That you pay your agent five instead of 10%. <laughs> How do I bring that up? How does this? Just stop paying it. I've been start watching the show on National Geographic, but it's, I think you can get anywhere called the, A Small Light. Uh -huh. It's about the family that took in Anne Frank. I feel like I'm going so Jewish now that I found this out. Yeah. I, I've always been obsessed with Hitler. We all comics are, you yeah. know, but I think something happens as you get older where you get more and more obsessed with Hitler. Yes. Is that a thing? Well, I, I think I hit it early. I think it really hit me hard when I, when I first heard about, I just had a great history teacher in high school. And they there was a sh there was a mini series that was on in high school called the Holocaust. 
Hmm. And it was a five part series on like ABC. Yep, yep, yep. And Roots. It was the same time when they did Roots. Mm -hmm. And then the next year they did the Holocaust. And both of them were just like, you know, growing up. I grew up in a town that was very mixed. There was, you know, a lot of black kids and uh, a lot of Latino kids. But I didn't know what black history really was until I saw Roots. And I didn't know what Jewish history was until I saw the Holocaust. A lot of people say, uh, Cosby reputation aside, I remember um, uh, I had mostly black friends when I was, mm, I don't know, maybe seven to, you know, early teens before I went to kind of like a weird school. And they hated the Cosby show. I loved the Cosby show. I thought it was so funny. It was so great. And I'm like, no, this this makes people think that all black people are just doctors and lawyers Wear now. sweaters, yeah. Yeah, this right. is not how it is. Yeah. Which, side note, do you remember what Bill Cosby did? Do you remember what Cliff did for a living? Was he a doctor? Yeah. What kind? Gynecologist. That worked out of his basement? No. Remember he would walk upstairs from the basement, take the latex gloves off and be like, what are we doing? No shit. Like, why is your practice no way. in the basement? Oh, there was a, I just saw a clip of him and they were outside at a barbecue. Did you see this one? And he goes, he goes, he said to his wife, Felicia, Felicia Rashad, uh, he goes, did you have any of the barbecue sauce? He goes, the barbecue sauce makes you real frisky. He goes, it makes it makes you really want to fool around. And and then they, they're whispering and then they and then he brings some sauce up to the bedroom. They leave the party and go upstairs with the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I and then we'll get back to the Holocaust. Sorry, Holocaust. You always come in second. Yeah. <laughs> Not the headliner. Um, but uh and this is, we've talked about me doing OnlyFans. Like, I've got the OnlyFans TV stuff that's the roast, but also my OnlyFans profile. I'm trying to figure out how OnlyFans can be used for comedians. Oh. You know, so I'm doing, instead of dirty photos or dirty videos, I'm doing dirty jokes. Uh -huh. You know, jokes that either I feel like if I put them on Twitter, they'll get canceled. They're sort of half-baked. I haven't really figured them out, and, but it's an incendiary. Oh, they're not street jokes. They're your jokes. Oh, yeah, my jokes. Okay. So it's like, you know when we used to, like, go up and, you know, at comedy clubs and work out new stuff? And right. Even if it was a little rough. People will give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. But if you're in incendiary territory mm -hmm. and you haven't quite polished it up yet, you know, for example, like I, I want to be able to go like if my is this working? It's like having a little digital audience of being like, I'm trying out this premise. It's not there yet. Yeah. But is there something here? Right. You know, right. right. And um, yeah, no, I'm not like going through a joke book and just. <laughs> no, I would love that. I mean, <laughs> that's actually I love kind of old, genius. funny, old, funny, dirty jokes. There's nothing better. Because also you go back at like Joan Rivers sets from Johnny Carson and you're like, you could never get away with this now. They're yeah, almost right. rough for that. Yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. born with a coat hanger in my ear. Yeah. You can never do that now. <laughs> you should do that with Johnny Carson yeah, in like yeah. the early 60s. Um, but the Cosby thing, I was trying to work on a premise that was like, um. I think we can all agree that what Bill Cosby did was bad. I'm wrong, awful, should go to jail, disgusting, criminal, awful. But now, like, the dust has settled, justice has been served. Like, what was going on with you that you wanted to have awake sex with America's dad? Like, what's worse? <laughs> yeah. Do you think he was kind of like, trust me, you don't want to be having sex with me when I'm going yeah. like, uh -huh. like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. both both is traumatic. You're right. You know, right, whatever. Right. So I was like kind of trying to like work on an area of that. And you know, I haven't cracked it, obviously. But um, but I want I think you, I think the segment could be called but but, but the joke but... turns on but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Premise. Right, six million died. But, but, but at least Hitler hired female filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. 
We got a female filmmaker out of it. Lenny Riefenstahl. He could have hired anyone. He hired her. Yeah. You know, like looking at the bright side. But yeah. So so you watched um, Roots and then the Holocaust documentary. Was that the first time you had seen something about the Holocaust? Yes. And it was very graphic. It showed piles of skulls and it talked about how they use their skin to make lampshades. I mean, it was in your face. It was like it was like really telling people like you don't know the Holocaust. Here's here's what you were. And I was traumatized by it because it's very hard when you're young to wrap your head around. I mean, maybe for you it's happening when you get older, but um, that kind of group think and that's i think the thing that scares me so much about this country today is that you see it's like it's like a big tub of water and it starts to turn and then there's momentum and you realize people get caught up in this momentum and they can collectively do things that are unimaginable it's like all animals do it and we're the youngest really you know so it's like when you see birds migrating they're all just following because someone else is following you know and um you know uh in watching this, it's been, you know, kind of fascinating also because you're just like, how did this happen before the Internet, before Twitter, before mass emails like this? is like, And so I'm getting like really granular in it. But Hitler actually had a financier. Hitler had basically rich guys who gave him a bunch of money. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to pay for the uniforms. We're going to pay for all the stuff. You know, were their and- names Coke. As a, no, no, but they did a lot of that too. Yeah. It's fascinating when I'm like, how do they get all this done? Like, that's such a like comedian that works a couple hours a day thing. But um, they were on meth, they were on coke, oh, he was on right. all kinds of drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would pay for all the drugs oh, for the Nazis. Yeah. The and meth thing is crazy, crazy though. Like, they, they would go out into the field for days at a time and be awake and they just kept feeding them fucking meth. There was, I don't know where it was, but I, I kind of was like, I don't even want to get into this uh, like wormhole um, because I do think when awful things happen, it's kind of human nature to try to get out of it, yeah. you know, to try to just be like, oh, you know, and, you know, I mean, I guess Schindler's List gets a lot of uh, flack for being like the good German, you know, like the one that helped or yeah. something like yeah. those, you know, narratives. Um, but there was something, I think it was a just like a video on YouTube or something about a Nazi that didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. and realized later what he had been doing yeah. and was like crying and upset. And it was like the level that they were gaslit, but sorry, not gas. No. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's just kind of like this mass hypnosis that you're talking about. But right. I guess, you know, because he was, he bought a newspaper, Hitler with the help of this private financer was able to buy this kind of dying newspaper and and made headlines like was such a genius with the way he made the headlines right, right. and stuff and just distributed it for free everywhere. Yeah. You know, and it's like at that time, wh- how could you corroborate any- anything was true if it was in writing? Oh, no, they killed all the newspapers in Germany. There was there was one newspaper that was wild. It. Yeah. And that brings me to something that I'm kind of grappling with. Which is like the uh, sort of delight of being a comedian where you can never just people can't can just say something and everyone agrees on it. And you're like, um, let me ruin this holiday. Um, when you hear people talking about fake news today. Is it a crazy argument to think that news is as it's never been realer, even though most of it's probably fake? Uh huh. Because like that was I mean, that was obviously all fake. 200 years ago, how did you get your news? You would wait for some guy to just be yonder. Right. And you'd have to just be like, excuse me, do you yeah. know anything? Yeah. Like, what do you know? Right. It was just gossip. Right. 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 So even though like, yeah, Ukraine's tra- it's happening, but like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
So it's like, I don't know. For me, I think that a lot of people need to go like, this thing is true. I'm always going like this. We don't know anything. Yeah. We never have. And we're just like flying through space. Well, I mean, what doesn't have different angles on it? You know, every story you can look at a bunch of different ways. And I mean, that's what's kind of interesting if you open yourself up to watching other news outlets or reading other stuff is it. It can change your point of view or it can strengthen your point of view because mm. you can see the machinations of the other side trying to say that, you know, healthcare is welfare instead of saying we're the only developed nation in the world that doesn't have universal health coverage. Mm, wow. You know, or you can talk about the fact that, well, I don't want to get political, but yeah. just the idea that or the same thing for, you know, a liberal. I mean, there's things that I can learn about. I'm sure talking to you about guns, I would probably there's probably some things you can enlighten me about. Because um, we we're on the other side of that issue. Uh, we are? I think you're pro-gun. I'm not I'm not pro-gun. <laughs> you're loaded. I, you're, you're weaponized. No, I just, it's more like I was told by the LAPD I need to have a gun in my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's just like such a nuanced issue. I think when people say no guns, my right. brain just goes, okay, let's say they got implemented tomorrow. There's still more guns in this country than people. Where do you yeah. think they're going to all go? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I I guess I just, you know, and to the chagrin of myself and everyone I talk to about stuff, I'm like, can we just focus on manageable, like breaking, like when people talk about the election and who to vote, I'm like, can we just move election day to, the, to not a weekday? Yeah. And then we can deal with all the other stuff. Yeah. Like election reform, the way people get elected is so inherently corrupt yeah. We can't even like I'm kind of a bite-sized pieces person. Right. I'm like, let's start with machine guns. We can all agree mm-hmm. why would anyone need a machine gun? Yeah. Let's just start with that. Yep. Being in the like animal welfare space, you know, you have to take little wins, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know people are like, Wendy, why do you save animals? You should save people. Like, you know, the thing is that when animal abuse is present, especially exotic animal trafficking, there's always human trafficking, there's always abuse of children. And, you know, so it's like Animal abuse is just a great way to see what else is what else is in the truck. Yeah. You know, it's they're all psychopaths, you know, so right. it's it's drug trafficking, human trafficking. It's the same people doing weapons it. trafficking. Yeah. And yeah. it's always criminals, privately right. owned exotics, you know, corrupt fake sanctuaries, any any apex predator that's ever being held by a human being. Abuse is always present. Yeah. And there's always something, you know, and, you know, zoos and stuff. Whitney, why are you going after zoos? Because it's now been proven like they do not educate children. It, it's not helping. It's not fixing things when they go like that's for conservation and it's for education. Not true. It hasn't helped. More animals are extinct than ever. And it actually just teaches kids to use something else, exploit it for your own benefit. It doesn't right, help. Right, right. And so a lot of times you have to wait for your moment. You have to wait for your blackfish moment and then ride that wave. Yeah. You have to wait for the moment like in Vietnam. When, not, you know, it was just this nightmare and then that photo of the girl with the napalm, the naked girl behind her, then that's your moment. Well, that's what's so frustrating about, like, you know, what happened in uh, Connecticut when the, the the mass shooting at the school and then there was a gun bill that came up about automatic weapons and it got killed like the next month. Yeah, I think that also and I don't have a solution to this. It's just an observation. We're comedians. You know, I think that we've got this. And it's part of the reason I ended up doing this Fox show, because uh, Howard Gordon, um, that he did 24, he did The Americans, he's brilliant. The sort of pitch was like, I want to make people like feel again, you know, because it's our natural predisposition to kind of go numb. You know, I remember when I was working on the NBC sitcom, Newtown happened. 
And we were, I didn't have kids, you know, the cast didn't have kids. One did half the staff did. We were sobbing. Yeah, we were. It was like 11 in the morning. We were sobbing. We sent everyone home. We took the day off. Like I get goosebumps thinking about everyone went home to be with their kids, to pick up their kids from school. Mm -hmm. And then now you you just swipe past yeah, it, you I know? know? So that is like something about the way the human condition works. It's yeah. like, it's hard for us to stay outraged. If you did, you know, on one hand, we complain about like, oh, humans are addicted to self-righteous indignation and outrage on Twitter. It's like, I know it's bad about this one silly little issue, but I wish we were a little more addicted to outrage when it comes to stuff like that, right? you know? But it's just like, I think when our brains have a problem that just feels so big and so unsolvable, we either have to like shut it out and disassociate or we desensitize. So that's yeah. why I'm like, if we can make things smaller and more manageable, maybe we won't shut down as much. Cause right. I think most people go like, well, that's never gonna get solved or I can't move the needle on that. No, that's a great way of looking at it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I think that uh, I, I shut down on politics about four years ago and I haven't really come back. And I feel I feel uneducated about a lot of political stuff right now. I feel like if you were to, you know, I remember I went to Toronto to work on something and I didn't look at the news for like six months, like political news for like mm. six months. I came back. It was like I hadn't missed it. Right, you know, right, right. it was kind of the same stuff. I yeah. was like, oh, is this this? I need to refresh my page. And I was like, no, it's kind of the same stuff, yeah. you know, but it feels like to me it's turned. It feels like sports. It feels like. I'm an Eagles fan and you're a mm -hmm. Dolphins fan, yeah. and, you know, and um, and so for me, it's and I see people kind of they'll be like, I mean, most people are like Whitney is just like a Hollywood liberal. And then Hollywood liberals are like, Whitney does Rogan. So she's a conservative yeah, yeah. QAnon. Right. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of just going like, can we just like what can we no one wants kids to get shot in schools i don't yeah. think anyone wants that right you know what i mean like let's like dig into how to manageably do this but we when you decide like i'm going to take people's guns away like you know it's just a very um elitist some people use it for protection some people use it for hunting for food some people use it to protect their family like yeah. i have family in places that have screen doors that don't lock uh -huh. that you know if someone shows up at their house to, you're telling someone they can't protect their kids yeah whether that's true or not, that's what they believe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Sarah Silverman used to have that bit. Um, about, I don't know if she did it on stage or, or where exactly, but she was talking about uh, uh, abortion. And she was uh, about how like abortion protesters for and against um, or pro-life, pro-choice, whatever it is, whatever it's going by these days, um, how they both like like the, the people that believe that are pro-life they truly believe babies are being yes. killed. Yes. And you're like, wait, I love you. Like, I, if I heard a baby was getting killed, I would, where do we go? And say yeah. that, like, we're, like, I love how big your heart is. Mm -hmm. We just have different definitions of what a baby is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, yeah. like, one person thinks it's just some cells and you think this is like a human life, but like, we're the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to protect the life of this mom whose life will be ruined and this baby whose life will be ruined if she's, you know, the child is born into a not auspicious circumstance, like we're this actually more the same right. than anyone else who's not protesting this. Right. We just have like, we're off like this much. I couldn't agree more. I want to bring back saying, I don't know. Yeah. Or like, I have nothing to say at the moment. I'll right. let you know if that changes. Right, right. You know? And that is so much, you know, I really believe the whole dialogue in this country is being controlled by media that wants you to believe that the far left 5% 
and the far right 5% represent That's all right. of us. And those two people probably have more in common yeah, than right. they realize. Right. You know, to me, that just seems like a lot of adrenaline addicts and yep. who knows what else addicts. But like if you're on Twitter all day, just like fighting with people, yeah. this is like get another drug. That's kind of what Twitter's turned into, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know if this is still the case. Someone correct me. That 22% of people are on Twitter. Of that, 2% generate 80% of the comments. Damn. Like, it's a pretty small group of people. Like, all we do is talk about how people are unreasonable and people are like, and I'm like, every person I see complains about that. Yeah. And I'm like, so where are all these people? I guess they're just like, on Twitter, you know, but we amplify, right. I think, people, like a very small group of people. Yeah, and then you'll you'll see a news story and then they'll quote people who are tweeting. I think like, that's not a journalist stop, who corroborated their stop facts. Stop giving them more microphones. Like, yeah. we travel. I do shows all the time. Most people are reasonable. And when I complain about this on stage, everyone agrees. Yeah. So I'm like, this isn't yeah. us. Right. You know, I just think, like, the media the journalists have just turned into such perverts. They're like, let's write stories about yeah. what panties toddlers are wearing. It's like, mm -hmm. why are you talking about this? Jesus. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's the other thing. It's like... You know, it it's also such an elitist thing. Like, you know, I grew up poor. I would say, like, I, when you're up poor, you're whatever gender your older sibling was. Like, there's not all these Interesting. sort of option kind of things. Yeah. But also, you know, uh, I don't know if people know this yet, but I am pregnant and I'm having a boy. And part of the reason I was a little bit relieved is... I don't like how girl toddlers dress. Like, people are like, girls should dress like boys yeah. and boys should dress like girls. I'm like... Little girls shouldn't dress like little girls. Mm -hmm. All toddlers should just wear sw little sweats. That's it. Yeah. So they're like 18. Right. I think the JonBenet Ramsey... They dress like North Koreans. Yeah, totally. Like, like a why? jumpsuit. I still, dude, I still... You know, look, we are in a business that was built on the back by a four-year-old toddler named Shirley Temple. <laughs> and I am still fighting for justice for Shirley Temple. Have you seen a Shirley Temple movie lately? No. It'll, it'll, it's because, okay. And I know I've talked about this before. I, I can't stop, won't stop. It's just that once you've made movies or TV, you know that if she was four or five in the movie, that means she got cast at like three and a half. Yeah. Like there were costume fittings, there were rehearsals. Mm -hmm. Like, and if she was cast, like that means like 200 toddlers auditioned uh -huh. and weren't adorable enough. Yeah. It's just like, and, and now if you hire a child, it's twins because they have to, they, by union regulations, they can only work four hours a day or something when they're little. But back then, it was just Shirley. And she they was, were working on film, which took 12 hours a day. Why was she at war with a bunch of men? Yeah. Never a mom, never a babysitter. Why was she on like a ship? Yeah. With a bunch of like dancing <laughs> on men's laps, like licking a lollipop. <laughs> Where is the mom? Right, right. The, have you seen Shirley Temple in blackface? No. Okay, this is a big, this really grinds my gears. Well, you got to also watch this Brooke Shields documentary. I listened to her on Marin, but I'm scared oh to my watch God. it. No, it you, it's not. It's disturbing, but it's not. Oh, wow. That is Shirley Temple. With the scarf on the head on top of big it. Big Justin Trudeau energy. Damn. That is a child. But the Brooke Shields, the Brooke one, was... Shields one, I had a very close connection with Brooke Shields because she was my age growing up and uh, both grew up in New York. I met her when I was about 12. And uh, where my father was in radio and he host he used to host the Jerry Lewis telethon every year out of New York. Whoa. And so uh, she came on, you know, to present on the present a check or something, whatever they do. And 
we were backstage for like an hour together and I hung out with her. And so I always like had this thing for Brooke Shields. And uh, this documentary shows her as a prostitute in a New Orleans brothel, being her virginity being sold to a guy. In a she's movie? seven. <laughs> and she's kissing a man in a business suit on the lips. It's crazy. I remember like Blue Lagoon. I remember like she has like her first blood or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like yeah. 15 and they're just yeah. like having sex in a, like, a lagoon. You're just like, what yep. is what? Who is this movie yeah, for? I know. And she's naked. Aren't they siblings? She's fucking. Did she, I make that up? She was 14, not 15. And she was swimming naked in the movie. My Brooke. <laughs> my sweet sweet Brooke who was, Brooke who was a good six inches taller than me I got a photo I'll send you the photo of us together you think I need a doctor <laughs> so ZocDoc guys it's not rocket off the shoulder though. I don't know if I can read the ZocDoc ad right now I need to find a, a ear nose and throat person you need a neti pot <laughs> Uh, have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everyone you know for their recommendation? But enough about me trying to get a boyfriend. I'm kidding. Doctors are more than just for dating. <laughs> They're great at helping us stay healthy and fixing us when our bodies break. Since I got knocked up, I've had many issues I need to deal with, mostly psychological, but also physical. In three months, a baby is going to tear through my birth canal, and I'm going to be going to all kinds of doctors to make sure I survive childbirth, which honestly is a pretty new thing for women. I had a wild thyroid condition, which meant I was super, super tired. Too tired to, you know, call 400 doctors and have them tell me they didn't have an opening for six months. So I, I went to ZocDoc. I found an endocrinologist, okay? These guys don't just grow on trees, these endocrinologist people, okay? My doctor, my, my GP tried to call the endocrinologist, couldn't get an appointment for me as a referral. I go on ZocDoc, appointment within two days, and this guy was on my health insurance. Huh? Look. I'm not saying I don't miss having some grumpy receptionist put me on hold for three and a half hours, making me listen to Michael Bolton until I ultimately give up and just die of Hashimoto's. But ZocDoc is way better. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. These doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments Whoa. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few taps. <laughs> so don't be foolish and don't die of some silly thing that you could get handled by going to a doctor from ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Whitney. ZocDoc.com slash Whitney. She was, I mean, I still, the reason I have eyebrows is because of her. She's really? the only reason. Yeah, because I remember my sister, everyone was shaving off their eyebrows. Uh -huh. and I remember being like, nope, that's like, I, she to me was just the most beautiful thing. And she had those yeah. big, bushy eyebrows. Yeah. So it's the only reason I didn't. She was truly like classically as beautiful as anybody. But she also seen. had this life in her eyes. I don't know how yeah, she yeah, continued yeah. to right. after all that. But her mother was a drunk and she was putting her in all these situations. Right. I mean, the Calvin Klein underwear ads when she was yeah. 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were like pornographic. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is is egg on our face. <laughs> it's And what's happening now that we're going to look back in 20 years and be like, oh, that wasn't. Remember when we just like all watched TikTok mm -hmm. and watched these girls like in high school dancing? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's something we're doing now that is going to be wild in 20 years. And we're yeah. going to look back and be like, oh. Well, the fact that when you go to porn channels, 
Teen Porn is channels. a category. Porn, Porn channels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My <Excuse> remote control. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just, by the way, I have such a dick about this kind of stuff. It's like when people are like, call me. I'm like, really? <laughs> With my banana phone, like when do we up? <laughs> like when do we update gestures? Yeah, like yeah. what? Like call me. Right. Like let's take a photo. Like yeah. I'm like like. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a video. There's no video. There's no tape. I know. Right. It's like when you're on a set and someone's yeah. like, um, uh, "Is it rolling? Is it is yeah. he, uh, the tape?" You're like, right. "Well, the tape." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So when you watch. Porn on your on your site. What's mm -hmm. your site for porn? Uh, well, I guess Pornhub is normally where I go. Do you have a membership? I, you know what I used to like? Tumblr, and they stopped. Oh, remember Tumblr? It was like a blog site. Why did Tumblr get shut down, Pat? Do you know? I'm sure the the porn had a lot to do with it. Uh, it was because it was very geared towards teens. And oh, kids. yeah. A lot of it was like uh, fan fiction and. Me and my cat and whatever. And, and then because they didn't regulate right. it that well, it just turned into porn. Of course it did. <laughs> X X hamster is outstanding. X hamster? Yeah, X hamster. And is there's not a lot of pop-up ads. There's not a lot of uh what uh, uh you know, does this have like Elsa from Frozen getting gangbanged by Shrek? That no. upsets me. I don't like when um it's like Blondie's getting fucked by Dagwood. I don't like if yeah. it's like famous cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, it's good, but I don't like when there's a category teen. How, how can that be? Is I that mean, on, I know technically oh, on nice X hamster. I'm stunned. Yeah. Um, but they've also got the celebrity. But porn. I guess the argument is 18 and 19 is legal. Yeah, but so is 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's five teens <laughs> versus two teens. That's true, but. Teen is legal if it's but 18. All, but. But. <laughs> yeah, no, trust that's me. That's also a category. But is that with the loophole? <laughs> yeah. Right. All categories. But. I um, I really enjoy right now, and I think you might other, like this. American is a category on X Hamster. I like that. Just oh, to like make that. sure. Yeah. I'm not dealing with any immigrants. No, I want Kid Rock blasting it's in the background. Just, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's just fucking through a hole yeah. in the wall Trump built. Yeah. American. I've never seen this. And um, by the way, Granny is on here. Ooh. This is very forward thinking. I don't know what you're talking about. I like uh, Czechoslovakian hidden camera massage porn. I think that's just called anal. <laughs> no, not that many are anal. It's a little bonus when it happens. By the way, armpit's a big one on no. here. Swear to God. Ball busting? Wow. Ooh, farting. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> Wait, what? Farting porn is a category? Yeah, Stern has had some of those women on. What happens? The men get on their knees and they smell the fart as it comes out. Wait, oh my God, oh my God, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, you guys obviously can't look at this. porn and joking all the time. Try the best dating app in the USA and find a fucking... Yeah, lucky ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you're like and fuck the hottest and horniest sluts in your area why couldn't they just hire a real woman to do the voiceover like, oh is it a is yeah, that, it's like hire the, yeah, come yeah. and get the horniest sluts in your area yeah. just like hire yeah. someone press one for anal sex yeah like this is gonna bum me out i know it is this the fart porn 
If a fart happens, I'm gonna be. Let me say. I don't think this is American. It says, "Oh no, sorry, I'm just watching anal. That's not ah! part." <laughs> <laughs> just as my hot stepmom like ah! anal. That I got tricked. I got tricked. Oh, that's farting and peeing. Okay, this is loud fart and jeans bear. Okay, so this isn't during okay. sex. I, by the way, this this goes to tell you so much about what happens with me during sex because I I saw farting and there's like farting, but I went to the sex one because I was like, sometimes you fart during sex, yeah. but that's not <laughs> what that was. Okay. You can just do this as a porn star? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a woman on the bed farting. <laughs> I hate this. How, how did she know the fart was coming? <laughs> this person is sick. <laughs> Tip? No, no, ma'am. I will not be tipping you. Is that X hamster? Yeah, this is on X Hamster. Wow. Oh, so asshole gaping is a thing now. So they gape, the gape is like an inhale, right? It opens up, fills with air, she closes it. That's the gape. So it's like a butt queef. Right. Or is the queef like a vagina fart? fart? Yeah. It's this is tricky. It's weird. This is really stressing me out that all the things that I've tried to not do during sex for the past 20 years are now categories that people want. Right. Like having sex with a step parent. <laughs> Did you ever have a step parent? Yes. Your mother remarried. Father. Father. remarried. Yes. 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 And no, I didn't. Finger Did you my get along mom. with her? Not particularly. No. Mm, OK. Has anyone ever? Has it ever happened? Uh, I dated a guy with a kid, and I was an awesome... We, I, we weren't married, but I was an awesome, like, girlfriend, step-girlfriend. Yeah. You know? But no, we no, no, we used to terrorize her. I mean, it was bad. Really? We would go up to her, like, vanity. She was, like, very makeup, very, like, uh -huh. big boobs, like, the whole thing. And um, she was... Whatever. I'm Younger than your dad? Yes. Yeah. We would take her lipsticks and, like twist them up, and then put the top on and squish them down. Oh. You know the things you thought you were getting away with when you were a yeah. kid? You're like, she'll never notice till she opens it, but it was just, every, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, the things you thought you were getting away with as a kid. Right, right. Yeah, we just terrorized her. That was... Look, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And my and my dad didn't handle it well either. Like, you have to tell. They, like, didn't tell us they were married or something like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of trauma, when you were talking about the Holocaust, I've been thinking about this recently because I'm trying to find other reasons that our generation, that that the way we were all mass traumatized, right? Did you watch the Challenger in school? The With, Challenger explode? Yeah, I was in college when that happened. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch it like it like yes. dude? I I was very young. I don't I think I was too young to even be in school, but I ha it makes me laugh so hard. 
This is the the spaceship <laughs> that had the teacher. Teacher McCullough, or whatever her name was. This was like an exploratory space mission yeah. where they made this big deal about putting- and her her pupils. It was all this footage before she left. If they had placards and they wrote her letters, they put and... a teacher on a spaceship. Yes. Every school, like I remember my brother coming home and just being like a mess because they like rolled in the TV yeah. and they aired it live uh -huh. and. Everyone just watched it explode in midair with a team. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so traumatic. I mean, I feel like we haven't all like healed. From yeah, this. yeah. I think there was a moment where you went like, "All right, that was a joke. We're gonna see what really that." that Imagine can't being be a real. teacher that rolled in that TV the moment you realize, like, "Oh, that's not that's not supposed to happen." Yeah, it kind of went off to the side. Yeah, right. I've watched this video footage over and over again because mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing it as a kid, yeah. and I, I'm like, "You're telling me children people just saw this together?" Yeah, right. I mean, the next time that happened, I mean, 9-11, we all watched together. Right. But like, what other mass trauma like that? How about just... watching the Holocaust series for five days? <laughs> Sitting next to Richard Eisner, my Jewish friend. And that was traumatic for you. Oh, my God. Imagine Richard. It is. I do feel like, you know, and I've started getting really obsessed. I've, I collect these books about Hitler. I have one that's called I Am Hitler's Doctor. All this, like, I'll show you downstairs, all these vintage books, because um. I don't know. It's just it like, can that happen again? Can I guess it's happening in Armenia and a lot of other places. Syria. Yep. Um, Uyghurs. Libya. Yep. Um, Cobalt North mines. Korea. North Korea is probably worse than any place on Earth. But North Korea, though, it's like we would do we even know what's going on in there? Well, some people escape and they say that basically if you there are thought crimes where a family member turns you in for something that you mentioned in the house. They then take you out of the house and they put you in a camp. It's a concentration camp. You're locked up. You're starved. You're beaten. You said like, oh, I really wish I could get on Twitter. Or it just or like, like, you know, I, I don't I think Kim Jong Il is uh, Kim Jong Un or ill. I always forget his father was ill. He's Un. OK. You know, if you said something like I didn't like his I didn't like his, his uniform. That's it. 20 years. Like, it's crazy. And you have to snitch on each other. Yes. Did it's, you see The Handmaid's Tale? I tried to. It was so rapey. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah. How hard you were? I was looking on X Hamster <laughs> if it was a category. But are you okay with X Hamster just being in your... Pornhub at least is words that... Are, like, does that... Is this go to when... Who was, had a hamster in their butt? There was a rumor that... Tom Cruise. I thought it was Richard Gere. I think they both did. I love different the, hamsters. But why would you remember there's when I moved to Hollywood, there's this rumor that celebrities just put hamsters <laughs> in their butts. But they would they would and I they kept would clip pursuing the a, a life here. Yeah. That didn't deter me. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? What's yeah. the wildest like rumor you've heard about a celebrity? Don't say who it is. Or like from the inside, the wildest thing you know. All right, here's a rumor I heard. <laughs> Estás disfrutando de mi podcast? Did you even know that was me, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Babbel, I know what that actually means. Do you? Do you know what that means? Uh, it means, do you like, doesn't it mean, do you like my podcast? <laughs> have, uh, you, have you 
Are you a fan of my podcast? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I actually no. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say it in Spanish, please. We're speaking Spanish oh, sorry, right I put now. The, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am learning to speak Spanish. I'm using Babbel. I did a movie in Mexico, and I went to Mexico City for the premiere. I started using Babbel like two weeks before, and I was actually able to not make a complete fool of myself on the trip. I was able to like ask what room I was in. I ordered food. I was able to like ask for towels. I wasn't that jerk who couldn't pronounce huevos rancheros. Don't like, don't be that person. I used to be that person who would say like, aloha <laughs> instead of hola. You know what I mean? Or, oh God, Ugh, thank God I don't have to be that person anymore who just, when you're around someone that speaks another language, you just speak English louder. <laughs> you're like, good morning. <laughs> Could you tell me where the room is? Like, I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I just, I can't, I really, and I'm having a kiddo and I want my kid to be able to, you know, go to another country when this one implodes. So we need to we need to be learning other languages because, you know, you never know when this country is going to just catch on fire forever. Babel is a miracle. The best way to learn a language is through immersion, living where the language is spoken natively and using it every day. But not everyone has the capacity to do that. And most people wouldn't do that. What other option is getting brainwashed by the CIA? Doesn't seem like they're doing that much anymore. So what is the third best way to learn a language? Babbel. Because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, check the... Sorry. I feel like there's like a light that's affecting me. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, check off the list this summer with Babbel. Because with Babbel, you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. Do you have travel plans this summer? Learn to speak like a local with Babbel. Because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in three weeks. That's crazy. We peak as children. Science says that our ability to learn new languages peaks when we're children. But since you can't go back to being six years old, well, speak for yourself. I just got a new dermatologist on ZocDoc. <laughs> We've got the next best thing. It's called Babbel because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash good for you. Get 55% off. Whoa, that was shocking. 55% off. That's more than half off at babbel.com slash good for you. Spelled Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash good for you rules and constrictions may nope rules and okay well i definitely can't speak english so thank god i'm learning <laughs> spanish rules and restrictions may apply <laughs> russell simmons okay was on epstein's island and this is i heard about this before there was the phrase epstein's island it was just i had heard like pedophile island i had heard that there was an island did because remember alex jones said it and everyone thought he was nuts that there was an island and that Russell Simmons was there and they had all these Eastern European women and you could have any woman you wanted. Russell Simmons was with a woman and this later turned out to be Epstein's Island, but this is before it was called that. And that Donald Trump was with a different woman and Donald liked Russell's woman. And so he asked if they could switch. And that woman was, was Melania, Melania Trump. That's where they met. On Epstein's Island. I could have had that job. Can you imagine? 
You mean being there full time or just like flying <laughs> on the Melania. weekends? <laughs> no. Um, I. Do you think that that might hold water? Why wouldn't it be true? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Both sides. All the characters are playing their parts also, in that scenario. No one cares that Ivana fell down a flight of stairs for no reason and is dead. Oh, shit. No one thinks that's weird. What do you think she was going to spill? It, I mean, it no. Was, it was like three days before everyone that was culpable was supposed to appear in court to talk about the family foundation finances. Wow. And maybe I'm paranoid. I don't smoke weed anymore. But, you know, I did this uh, podcast for Wondering about Silvio Berlusconi. And Silvio Berlusconi is an incredibly corrupt um, guy that ran Italy for a long time. Didn't he just die? I don't think so. Okay, good. Um, but uh, I'll check. Um, but uh, I feel like I would have heard about that. Um, uh, Putin, was he took his playbook from Putin. Uh, Trump famously took from Hitler, took from Silvio Berlusconi. Silvio Berlusconi, his thing is the most shameless motherfucker. He owned TV stations, built these big TV station empires, real estate empires. He uh, uh, would create these like big apartment complexes that would have TVs in them for free, and it was all his programming. Um, okay. He would have showgirls do the news. He brought in American television when no one else was doing it. Yeah. He was smart enough to when he was running, um, uh, he you know obviously put himself on all the airwaves, and he got the slogan that was the soccer team slogan, soccer, which you know Italy lives for, "Go Italy." Like that was his slogan. And everyone yeah. loved him, and he was just like this super rich guy that comes from mafia money, super corrupt, but all you know poor people loved him. It's like exactly what Trump did. Yeah. He managed to have a gold toilet. But then the common man loved him. Right. Like he was just so shameless. And then when he started getting busted for, I don't think it was tax evasion. It was like something else. This woman, Ilda Bucassini, the magistrate was on him for something for the mafia ties. And his three best friends and advisors, I mean, best friends that were with him all the time. They had these things called bunga bunga parties, which were these crazy sex parties and stuff in his own house with his wife upstairs, whole thing. And three of them die in five days. One has like a, it's like what happened recently. This is totally, you know, I'm sure this is getting into wormhole of conspiracy theory, but someone that had worked for the Clinton campaign hung himself, but there was also a gunshot wound. <laughs> and you're like, wait, I'm no forensics. I'm not Dexter. But like, what? Were they just in a rush that the guy wouldn't die? And they were like, fuck, he did both. You yeah. know, and they said like, it's just make sure he died. Wow. Um, but one of them, like, had a noose, a bag around his head, which killing yourself with a bag is not easy. Yeah. He was dead, but the bag was around his All neck. Right. You know, so he would have suffocated himself. I don't know. Maybe it is easy. I don't know. Um, one of them had killed themselves, and one of them had hung himself in a way that was like, how did he get up there? Like, none of it. But it's yeah. like three best friends. Yeah. Like, no no questions wow. asked. Wow. These, uh, these three women are walking through the jungle, and they're kind of new at this and all of a sudden these natives jump out and they grab them and they bring them back to the huts and there's a fire and they say to the women you have a choice right now you can either get bunga bungad or you can die and so the first woman goes well i'll, I'll do the bunga bunga and they uh rip her clothes off and they have their way with the whole village has their way with it. even the women everybody ex -hamster. Ex, it's ex-hamster <laughs> times 10 
And then the second woman goes, Jesus, that was awful, but it's better than death. I'll do bunga bunga. So they rip her clothes off. Everybody has their way with her. She's crying. It's horrible. It's dark. Third woman goes, you know what? Give me death. And then they go, okay, death by bunga bunga. That's exactly the story. <laughs> that's exactly the story. And we forget about Trump. Like he had the number one show on television right. before all of this. Yeah. Did, when I did his roast, like, you know, I told this on Andrew Schultz uh, podcast, but, you know, I went up there. You know, you know what the roasts are like. They're like, this is happening. And he's got, and you're kind of just like throwing premises against the wall. Yeah. I remember they were like, oh, he's he wants to run for president. And you're like, OK, that's like the least interesting yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Right. And so we're like, oh, let's run a write a couple jokes about it. Because it's like, like an old publicity stunt. Everybody ran for president. Roseanne yeah, ran for sure, president. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ben Glebe ran for president. Yeah, you know, Weird Al Yankovic. Right. right, totally. But it also was kind of just like, ugh, no one wants to talk about politics. Yeah. This is comedy, you right. know? And um, and so I go up, I'm doing jokes about whatever, Melania and her QVC trash and, you know, whatever. And like just ripping him very hard. And afterwards, you know, and he's kind of like, ooh, ah, like he's kind of like feel like acting like it hurts his feelings. Yeah. And like kind of the best. And uh, it was so annoying because I'm like, stop pretending I'm capable of hurting you in any capacity. Yeah. And then I went up to him afterwards, always to be, you know, wanted to be gracious and meant it, you know. And was like, sorry, you know, these are all jokes. And he goes, that was great television. Oh, Like, that's the way he views it. Yeah. Like, that was great television. Yeah, right. Like, it wasn't, I did what I had to do, and you did what you had to do. Right. And then he went up. The other comics went up. Uh, and at the end of the roast, normally you have, like, a retort that's a bunch of jokes, and you go after everyone, yeah. and you redeem yourself, and you win the night. He instantly went right into what seemed like his first, like, chess move. He yeah. was like, you know, this is what's wrong with America today. All these elites beating up on the little guy. And we were all like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you? There was like a speech. Oh, that was I don't written. remember that. Really? Yeah, it was like, you know, I was like, you know, oh this is God. America. You know what America needs more? Like, and we were just like, what's happening? Like, no, what we did. And then we were like, oh, no. And then a lot of people will give me shit. They're like, you helped him win. I'm like, because mm -hmm. the roast. Because they know. normalized them. Or they just help, they show that you have a capacity for, you know, and they, it's like but a shame. But the irony is, I think the one thing that you can say about Trump that that is his downfall is he has no ability to laugh at himself. When, 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 when uh, Obama got up and roasted him at the correspondence dinner mm -hmm. before he was president, yeah. he, that was the moment he decided he was going to go. Yeah, he the, the birth certificate thing. Yeah. And he he went after Obama with everything and then he became president and his only agenda was overturn everything Obama ever did. Right, and right. I really think it all leads back to that correspondence dinner. That's which he I don't even know why that him. dinner happens. It doesn't seem like anything yeah, has ever good come out I of that know. dinner. Yeah. Has anyone ever has any comedian ever like things gone well after it just seems like I think it launched Colbert to another level. Oh, okay. That yeah. was back like maybe before like YouTube right, right. like dragging and destroying people. Yeah. You know, it's like Michelle Wolf. It's like I feel like she just got killed, you know. It's oh, like, did she? It just feels a little thankless. It yeah. feels like you get the uh, Cecily Strong, I think, did okay. Like whenever they've come to me for it, I'm like, this feels like a, a bad idea. Uh-huh. Like, oh, they talked to you about it? Well, they well, this was maybe like, I don't know, six years ago. Because uh -huh. I had done the roast a lot. And I was yeah. like, I just can't see an upside to this right, right now. Right. It just can't even if you win, it seems like you lose. And you also bomb. Like it may be clip worthy, but in that room. People are afraid to laugh. They don't want to yeah. laugh in front of this guy or that guy or this woman. They just, 
They Gross just, or it's it's just they people aren't always there for that. Like yeah. I do these corporate events and like last year they all went great roasting people. This year mm. it's gotten a little weirder being How like, How much oh. you get paid on those? <sighs> You've seen my yard. <laughs> You've seen my Porsche. <laughs> I mean, it's not mine, it's Lisa. Uh, but the um, Porsche is on the lawn. That's what's what is, weird. <laughs> that's a you got to get a thing. driveway. That's a Sherman, Texas yeah. thing. It's in Texas, you because you only buy cars, uh-huh. right? Like my, do you own your car? Yeah. See, this is a this is where gender is true. I feel like guys have to buy. My dude is like the fact that you lease a car. He like drives him insane. It drives me crazy when people lease cars. It, it but like, <laughs> what I I'm not gonna put down fifty grand. Like it's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. You. What if I don't want it in two years? What if it, something happens? I don't overthink cars. I bought a. You you know what I drive? No. I drive a 2011 Toyota Prius. And I will drive it for another 10 years. Yeah, those really are. But leasing those are way too expensive. Probably. I bought it. How for, much you pay for it? I paid twenty six thousand dollars for it. What? Twelve years ago. That's how much it cost back then? Yeah. I feel like those are like eighty thousand dollar cars. No, not back then. Twenty six. Maybe with the extras, it was twenty eight. And you know how you lucked out? The Prius has not changed its model. Exactly. Looks ex- could have Nobody's been for- looking at me and going, oh, he's got an old Prius. No, no. it's just. You know, people shit on Priuses, but like, I've just never been a big car guy. It, this thing gets me from A to B. It's got Sirius XM and air conditioning. <laughs> I don't give a shit. See, I, I don't. My thing is more like I'm worried something's going to go wrong and I'm worried I'm going to get a lemon or uh-huh. I maybe I have, com- I have commitment issues in this area. But also, yeah, it's annoying how they, they you know, people complain about they change the charger every time a new charger comes out. But it's like they change the model of a car every year just yeah, so that your yeah, car looks I older know. so you have to get new ones. And they use different paint shades so you can ID because you associate a different color for a different year on certain cars. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it does lose value the second you drive it off the lot, right? Oh, yeah. I think that also I couldn't afford to buy a car until like recently. And now I'm like, that's a chunk of money. No, my money has always been about real estate and Mm -hmm. travel. My kids have seen we've been all around the world. When do you start taking? I need to get parenting advice from you. You're not taking your kid till they really remember until they're like, six or seven you just want to go down to hermosa beach get an airbnb and eat french fries by a pool yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not going to know they you're going to do that same thing in barcelona care. you're going to sit the at the hotel trip pool. you've been on would go back if you had to or could sorry uh like, south africa oh wow we've been to south africa three times whoa where'd you go kruger and the Victoria yeah with Falls. kruger we went to cape town oh. climbed table mountain went to uh johannesburg i hear johannesburg is lit yeah Went to uh, Pilonsburg and uh, Sun City, which you can go to now. How was all the inoculations and shots and stuff? We went during the winter, so it was fine. If oh. you go during the summer, then you got to get all the shots. Oh, yeah. oh, because of bugs. Yeah. That makes sense. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash Whitney and get on your way to being your best self, which I wasn't the last couple weeks, dude. Last week, I told you guys that I took a month off of therapy because I feel like I had it in the bag. <laughs> it was cured. It was in the bag, you know? <laughs> uh, I went to Austin. The Wi-Fi was shady. And I was like, I'm, I feel like I got this. I'm pregnant. I'm hormonal. What could go wrong? I just had my first session back, um, I want to say, four days ago, and I am finally back to being a functioning human. I immediately unfollowed seven people on Instagram, muted about 40 people. I was following a lot of cake people. 
like just people that make cakes. Oh, I'm, not the mysterious is it cake people? Oh, no, not just girls with huge asses. <laughs> I was just following a lot of toxic people. And when you're not, when I'm not talking to a therapist, that always seems like a good idea. I went to the grocery store immediately after I talked to this therapist. I went to the grocery store. I stopped expecting food to magically just appear in my fridge and be like, well, I guess I have to eat Twix for dinner. I, I, I finally took my mother's ashes out of a FedEx box, <laughs> put them in a thing, only spilled some of them. Only a couple. <laughs> they really don't give you a lot of instructions on that, but finally was able to do that. Uh, I've been getting off the phone when I want to, not when they want to. The whole thing is a, just a miracle. Not going to therapy. I feel like it's like not putting on lotion, you know, which you probably never put on lotion. You're a white man, but only if it's a real issue. <laughs> <laughs> Only if your wife's out of town. <laughs> it's like, I feel like not wearing lotion, like not wearing it, not you, like you can go a couple days by the fourth or fifth day. You're like, why am I bleeding? Like, why am I in so much pain? It's the same thing with therapy. You know, you got to go. You got to do it. Everybody's uh, losing their mind. <laughs> Please. I can't take your guys' drama anymore. It's also, it's like not brushing your teeth. You know, you can go a couple days, get away with it, and then your teeth feel like they're wearing sweaters. It's the same thing in your brain. It builds up like plaque, brain crazy plaque, right? The older I get, the less I really want to talk to my friends about my issues because everyone, I, I'm talking to a therapist. Everyone in my life is a mess, okay? Everyone I used to call for advice now is in like a thruple, or they're trying to get their kid in pageants or something. And I'm like, I can't, I'm going to just talk to a pro if that's cool. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Whitney today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Whitney. Well, I feel really bad because this past weekend, you're not going to like me for this. Uh-oh. Uh, we were in Chicago and we went to the zoo. Yeah, how was it? I thought it would be fun. And then you saw the gorillas and they're so human-like. They're human, yeah. They, I mean, the ear, I'm, I'm two feet away. The ear is a human ear. The body is like a weightlifter. It's like a fucking Arnold Joe Schwarzenegger Rogan. build. Yeah. And, and you just look at them, and they're so fucking sad. Their eyes are so sad. And they have so many drugs, too. Oh, really? All of them, yeah. Oh, no shit. And also, it's like, you know, the bonobo ape and the human have closer DNA than the African elephant and the Indian elephant. No shit. Yeah, I heard we have like 95% the same DNA as apes. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, what, like, ugh. And then you kind of look at humans, and you're like, humans, we can find ourselves, you know? We're the yeah. only humans that, or sorry, the only species that puts ourselves in a cage. We put ourselves in apartments. We put ourselves, you know, we isolate ourselves, you know? Um, which is sort of like the loneliness epidemic thing. But yeah, it's really, um, that, it just depresses me. So, I mean, I remember I went to the Washington, D.C. Zoo when I was a kid, and I was like, I was inconsolable. Yeah. Like, I just like felt it so deeply. What about you know? aquariums? Aquariums, it depends. Like, sh you know, sharks is bad. Dolphins is really bad. You know, it's orcas. The worst. Yeah. The worst. I mean, just the worst. Mm. But, you know, showing that aerial shot, 
you know, made of difference. I mean, SeaWorld's sh shutting down. Yeah. I mean, it's over. But right. yeah, they give them a crazy amount of drugs. They're all on crazy drugs. Absolutely disgusting. And make them perform. The amount of abuse that has to go into making animals perform is like, it's unconscionable. Yeah. You can never, like, what goes into making a bear stand up? Like, you would blow your head off, you know? Yeah. It's like Shirley and, Temple all over again. And in, in California, it's actually like a really big problem because there were all these performing animals that were from movies. And now it's obviously out of vogue to have animals in movies. Right. And so there's all these, you know, asshole trainers that have elephants and giraffes and monkeys and stuff, but they can't really put them in anything. So yeah. it's harder and harder to be able to, you know, pay to keep them. So they're doing this like private parties and like that dickhead, oh like Dan God. Bilzerian, who's the only person that has ever blocked me on social media, but has like bears at his parties and he's renting out giraffes and shit uh, like that. You have a giraffe at a wedding and, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's like a pretty big problem. Um, you know, there's elephants like, I mean, Michael Jackson had elephant, like where it's just like. And Michael Jackson's actually because um, once you get into the exotic animal ring of Southern California, it 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 gets pretty fascinating. Yeah, like the way that they're trafficked and how they change hands. And I've tracked down most of um, Michael Jackson's chimps. So Bubbles, Chubs, no they, shit. They weren't just one chimp. Wow. They weren't just one chimp. Uh, there were multiples because yeah. you can't put a chimp in a suit. It'll rip your head off, you know, so I'll send I can send you pictures of it later There's one of the chubs is in this horrible roadside zoo in Amarillo, Texas. It'll make you want to die um, But yeah, so basically they would when they got too strong and too ornery, you know, they would put them in these uh, uh, Cages so that they couldn't develop any muscle Drug them and then when they weren't able to keep them anymore They would either sell sell them oh to roadside God. zoos or sell them for experiments And is Ellen doing that now? Is Ellen doing that? I don't know, but one thing I do know is that Ellen, she works with some um, Rwandan ape sanctuary yeah. or something. And from what I know about that from my animal people, because they're like, can you tell Ellen something? I'm like, I'm not really on that kind of terms with her, but um, I don't really know her. Uh, anytime you are around animals in the wild, they're not going to procreate. You oh, know, so when you're okay. visiting chimps yeah. and gorillas right. in Rwanda, you know, yeah. they're not going to. It's like no animal elephants don't um breed naturally in captivity they yeah. try to kill their own babies like they don't know they've been artificially inseminated <clears throat> as soon as they have a baby they have to take it because they'll kill it because they don't wow. want the baby to be in captivity um crazy uh documentary on chimpanzees right now on netflix i rogan's been talking about Holy i heard shit. i it'll will it make me want to die no no it's not invasive it's but just they're so fly on the wall they're they're humans you know the, the way they interact with each other how tribal it is and i mean they're violent but they also so are we they they really take care of each other like the the whole intricacies of like if you go and you groom one chimp it's your way of saying i want to be in your there's like 50 50 chimps hang out as like a pack and then within that there are cliques and some are alphas and uh and so you try to groom one and if he grooms you back you're allowed in the click oh wow and if not you're left out and there was it is sad there was one who was like that'll kill me yeah there's one that was like an orphan that kind of shunned does that one die or does it just no he, he hangs in there it's just he looks so sad <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is like pulling little bugs and eating them off each other and... how long do they live about uh i don't know i'm only in like episode four 
Do you feel like after, did you go to the zoo after you had seen that? Like, do you feel yeah. like it affected the way that you saw yes, it? Yes, very much. When I saw the chimps in the zoo, I was so bummed out. Because I, I do think that like all these documentaries are coming out, Blackfish, uh, The Cove, the one about that dolphin slot. Like, yeah. you know, once you see it and you're like, I can't unsee it. So it's like, I think that's how it's going to just like slowly. I think zoos will be gone in our lifetime. Yeah. For sure. Um, you just can't undo that awareness and you can't unsee it. And um, like SeaWorld will definitely be gone um, and zoos can't survive without elephants, you know? So that's why you're always like in the elephant stuff I do, you always try to get the male elephants out. Mm. But male elephants are the most expensive to keep because they go in this thing called must, M-U-S-T-H, which is when they're in heat, they're so strong. It's mm -hmm. like when you see them flipping cars and you know, yeah. they kill their trainers all the time and nobody really? talks about it. Um, like that one time the the orca killed the trainer. It was like right. the one day that bitch had her hair down. Uh -huh. It was just waiting. It was yeah. never friends with her. It was always waiting for its all moment, right. you know? And so, uh, so when elephants are in must, they're so strong that you have to have these enclosures that are like they're like 16 feet underground. They're like $6 million by the time you put them all together so that they can't get out because they're just, they're just, I mean, they're elephants. Wow. But when the male elephants are in heat, it's incredible. They can kill other elephants. Like they can just, like they're just, yeah, it's like super strength. Meanwhile, there's orcas in the wild. You ever see the videos of like a woman swimming and there's orcas swimming underneath her? Like to protect her? Just hanging out with her. No, they don't attack in the wild. I've Orcas seen, never attack humans. I have seen a lot of videos of like whales, like when a shark is coming and there's like a surfer, a swimmer, like a, uh, there's this one of uh, a woman that's scuba diving and this whale like picks her up and like lifts her above the surface. No shit. Because there's a shark underneath. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's wild. See that. Yeah, there's so, it's like we don't know anything. We're gonna look back and be so disgusted. Yeah. We're just gonna be like, well, even with the horse carriages in New York City, you're just like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. you know, I have horses, you know, and like um and rehabilitate horses. Like there's they've just because something can't talk doesn't mean it can't communicate. And once yeah. you learn its language and it starts to talk to you, you're just like, oh God. Like when I started fell into rescuing pigs because there's this ridiculous like teacup pig business where people think pigs are three pounds uh -huh. you know there's no such thing as a three pound pig they're just julianne and, and pot belly pigs being starved you know and then people will like get this little teacup pig and start giving it cheerios and all of a sudden they have a 300 pound pig in their house yeah so, but what it does it destroys their immune system who cares i mean i do but um i started rescuing these pigs and like they are so emotional they are mm -hmm. so communicative yeah. and you're just like oh god oh no yeah. <laughs> it's just so like, I'm like, shut down, shut back down, shut back down. You know, yeah. like, it's really hard to unsee once you see it. I think we've been, I mean, this is whatever. I'm not advocating to rescue grass, but like, we're finding out that like plants talk to each other, uh -huh. you know, like, I never knew this growing up. I, I grew up around horses and would just study them and study them because the herds are so fair. Like, I just love the way that horses communicate with each other. And um, I did not like the way humans communicated with each other. It felt very unfair and very passive aggressive and indirect. Horses are very direct and, and fair. And I, you'd see them like eating from a patch of grass and then the lead mare all of a sudden would just move to a different patch of grass uh -huh. and everyone would follow. And I was always like, what's the lot? That's such a beautiful lush. Why over there all yeah. of a sudden? Was there a predator? Like I was always trying to figure it out. And they're now finding that grass after it's been eaten, whatever direction the wind is going, the grass downwind will start to become more acidic and more bitter so that it's not eaten. 
Really? So grass communicates, whether it's it's through some kind of scent or, you know, uh-huh. so if grass is being eaten here, wind down, this grass is going to start to taste more bitter. Wow. So grass is like communicating with each other to stay alive. It's yeah. To sustain itself. I'll see horses sometimes just like all of a sudden stop eating some grass. And you're like, why would you stop all of a sudden? No shit. Yeah. Plants wow. that talk to each other. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we need to save the grass. <laughs> we gotta save the grass by smoking it. I oh don't my know. god, we started with whales, we ended with grass. I don't like know what we. I'm just saying, like every month we find out some wild yeah. shit that's like, oh god, if we didn't know that, like what else do we not yeah. know? Right. You know. Right. right. It's just but like that, a trip. that octopus one really affected people because Good. it. It is so emotional and so intelligent. And recognizes, yeah, they have brains in every one of their legs. They have yeah. I, I feel like if the aliens are here, it's what's your take on aliens? And then we'll end. Um, interesting. Well, what if they're if they're here? What species are they already? Yeah, I haven't thought about it that much, to be honest. Like, I haven't really thought about the possibility that there's aliens here. But you if do Rogan all the time. How is I know, this? I know. I guess. To me, it feels like we have so many wavelengths of energy and that there's got to be life that is um, ha- happening simultaneously. Yeah. Like there is a living thing right here. We just can't perceive it in our wavelength. Mm. Like I think that there's oh. spirits and energy that are all around us. And I think that we happen to be able to touch this because the molecules vibrate mm. at a certain frequency and that there's other frequencies that things are existing. And they could be uh, conscious beings as well. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's like, on. that's insightful. This isn't. Um, Robert Greene, I'm stealing from him. He talks about how if aliens exist, if they were to come from other planets and they were in our form, they wouldn't survive the trip. It's too long of a trip. So they would be sending robots. So they would be more advanced. So it's like, if that is the case, they're, they would already have human robots that are more advanced and they'd already be here doing surveillance or whatever they need. And the, the robots might not even know that that's why they're here. Do you ever meet an actress who like has no pores? <laughs> <laughs> like there are times when I'll meet someone and be like, if that happened, you're it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how to tell. Like when we met Angela White, this porn star, Angela White, she is stunning, but flawless mm-hmm. in a way, not one pockmark, not one... Small, like Nicole is, Kidman hasn't aged in 50 years, dude. She's on my list, yeah. You know what I mean? Survive yeah. Scientology, got out, yep, thriving, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, they're like, nah, we know about the Thetans, right? Like, if in like she was like so positive and so like her body's wild. It was like, remember, um, uh, not Earth Girls Are Easy, my stepmother's an alien uh-huh. when they sent down Kim Basinger, who's yeah. just like this maid to. Just like take men's brain. Like I was like, you're custom built to just yeah. survive this. Right. You can get anything you want. No one's skin looks like that. Yeah. No one's eye. You don't blink that enough. Tall, like stands tall, mm-hmm. is elegant, ethereal. Yeah. Like Emily Blunt. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like it's nothing personal. You wouldn't know that you're a robot. <laughs> You just live your life. It's fine. Yeah, you're a vessel. Yeah. But like I, you're fucking up the bell curve with that skin. If you ever see one of them at a party, you should just get a lighter and try to light them on fire and see what happens. (laughs) If they melt or if they scream, you'll know. Because yeah, if, because if they're, and also 
if they're surveilling us, I don't think they're going to show up in some like saucer. I, that's what we did. That's what yeah. Hollywood did. You yeah. know, I feel like they would either be disguised as like an airplane. They would look like owls. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They, don't you think they'd be smarter than that? Yeah. They just be an observing. Yeah. An owl is perfect. They look they like just something observe. we already have. Yeah. Every time I see an owl, I'm like, <laughs> let's go dude i'm telling you owls yeah. they'll just like show up like yeah. like i don't know i'm like if if this is it i just want to be on your good side yeah. i'm like hey like we're good yeah yeah you know it's a lot to process i'm writing an animated movie kind of about aliens right now so i'm trying to yeah kick around oh really yeah oh i like that yeah it's um but it's it's basically what like uh like another species would need to learn from us. Like, what could you actually learn? And it's kind of idiocracy ish. Like, mm-hmm. like what aliens are like, let's go to America to see how they f- solve. It's like, oh my God, I always think about how embarrassed here. I am with how little they'll learn from us. The aliens are going to be like, ah, oh, we've seen all we need <laughs> <Yeah>. to see. <laughs> I don't think they're going to keep coming back unless it's for like entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like us going to a preschool to try to learn. We'd be like, they shit and they <laughs> put things in their mouth. That's or like it. what I like. Uh, Tom Papa used to do uh, did a joke a long time ago about like God like creates the earth and creates everyone, and one of his like peons like goes to observe and tell like report back to God, and God's like, how's it going down there? Like, how are the humans doing? And, and the peon or whoever it is is just like, they're eating everything <laughs> what do you mean like they're eating like the animals what they're eating the cows and the... what just like we're the youngest species and we're just the most disrespectful right. just, like so we don't even have the right teeth for all that i shit. know yeah totally yeah. no they made like knives out of trees yeah, yeah. this is wild <laughs> um greg fitzsimmons you have two podcasts two podcasts fitz dog radio and then no three and then uh Sunday papers that I do with Mike Gibbons. You know Mike Gibbons? I love Mike yeah. Gibbons. Mike Gibbons, he's been my best so friend smart. since college. One of my favorite uh, people in this business. And then Childish, which I do with Allison Rosen, who you also love. And love. then uh, I got some tour dates coming up. I'll be at Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey Ooh. in July. And uh, some club in um, another town in Pennsylvania, Pottstown, Pottstown. Oh, nice. PA. This isn't coming out till next week, right? Probably two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. So that's, uh, let's just plug those for the summer. Nice. GregFitzSimmons.com. That's it. Love you guys. Don't ride elephants. (laughs) 